Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Guess what, Mango? What's that, Will? All right, pop quiz for you. Do you know which fast food chain uses the phrase your way right away? Yeah, of course, Burger King. You got it. All right, well, I want to tell you about a little group of pranksters there. There were some writers in Japan, and they've been testing the limits of that catchphrase since back in 2012. So every few years, they walk into a Burger King and they order something outrageous. And it's it's different every year. Like they ordered a cheeseburger one year with a thousand slices of cheese and they pay (laughs) for whatever that costs. But, you know, of course, the photos of this are ridiculous and it just looks like this tiny mountain of cheese slices piled about a foot in the air. I don't know how they possibly ate this, but... That's what they ordered. (laughs) I mean, that much cheese feels like it's just like taunting anyone with lactose intolerance, right? Oh, yeah, it'd be a nightmare. But the writers didn't stop there. So two years ago, they decided to repeat the feat, but this time with pickles. So I already like where this is going. How many pickles can you stack on a burger? All right. So the writers paid about 9,000 yen or about $80 to max the burger out with pickles. And the Whopper artist at Burger King managed to get about 700 pickles piled onto the patty and the bun. (laughs) But then they had to package this thing. So the staff actually had to tape all these Whopper wrappers together to fit the burger into some packaging, you know, so the writers could take it home. And then, of course, the writers actually just went to town on this thing. So did they actually finish the burger? Oh, nowhere close. I mean, that is a gross <laughs> amount of pickles, even if you like pickles. Yeah. But the Japanese Burger King's got some good press out of it, and those writers will probably never have to worry about scurvy. So that's the good news, and <laughs> that's just the first of our nine stories about pickles today. So let's dive in. Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Part-Time Genius. I'm Will Pearson, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Mangesh Hatikader. And sitting on the other side of the soundproof glass, wearing a shirt that says, let's make a dill. That's our <laughs> producer and pickle enthusiast, 
Tristan the Pickle Man McNeil. <laughs> so do you think he knew we were doing a show on pickles today or was it just like a coincidence that he wore that shirt? I, I feel like I've seen him like wear a dozen pickle shirts to work now. Oh, yeah. I don't know how many pickle shirts this guy has. So I'm going <laughs> to go with coincidence. All right, Mango. So I kicked this off with a pickle prank that I think any of us can actually do at Burger King. So that that is assuming they have 700 pickles on hand. But anyway, where do you want to start off with your first fact? So... I'm going to start with one that I'm kind of obsessed with, even though I've never actually tried them, and that's Kool-Aid pickles, which I guess originated in the Mississippi Delta. They're basically just store-bought pickles that you get in a jar, and and then you dump out the pickle juice and replace it with Kool-Aid and sometimes extra (laughs) sugar. And then the pickles just absorb that Kool-Aid flavor, and you get a sweet and sour taste that people seem to go crazy for. Oh, wow. Obviously, this sounds gross to me because, like, while I could see the worth in eating a pickle and then, like, downing it with a swig of Kool-Aid— I don't know why you'd intentionally combine those flavors. You know something I saw recently that grosses me out in the same way as these Greek salad pizzas when people put lettuce on their pizzas? Uh, I just, there are certain things I don't know why you combine the experiences. I know. I mean, like, there's no reason for a salad pie, right? Like, that I'm makes with you. No 100%. Sense. I'm with you. <laughs> but uh, uh, apparently, there are a few thoughts on where these Kool Aid pickles actually originated. Some people have referenced how Kool Aid used to be common at picnics and barbecues in the South. It's kind of a cultural drink where pickles were also served, and people think that's where it came from. There's also this disgusting theory. I saw how kids used to use Kool-Aid powder and pickles like fun dip, and they just take a dill pickle and dip it all up in that powder. And then uh, and somehow <laughs> stores took notice and decided to combine the flavors. But oh, uh, wow. yeah, t- today you can supposedly walk into like gas stations and delis all across the Delta and buy Kool-Aid pickles singles in every flavor. So you can get them in the red flavor, blue flavor, purple flavor. But my favorite thing about them is the names. So some places call them Kulikals or um, (laughs) Pikulas, which is a strange name. Uh, They're also called Candy Dills and Candy Pickles. And uh, when Walmart started selling a Fruit Punch flavor, they'd actually sell them in jars for $2 a pop. Uh, They called them Tropicals, which is, I guess, the best name. Yeah. Actually, there's some places where people substitute the traditional Kool-Aid with snow cone syrup. So those are called snow cone pickles. That's pretty good. Actually, I think that one might be my favorite. So I'm curious, though, like, how does Kool-Aid feel about Kool-Aid pickles? Have you have you read anything about this? Yeah, if you look online, it almost seems like Kool-Aid is perplexed by the phenomenon. But uh, they do have a recipe for cherry-flavored pickles on their site with a very tepid endorsement. They claim it's, quote, Worth a try. And uh, honestly, the more I talk about them, I, I do think they're worth a try. I guess so. We should definitely try to get our hands on some, and some other people should try them if I don't. We'll see. But, <laughs> all right, well, speaking of mysterious pickle origins, I found this great Alice Obscura story about a jar of pickles in De Pere, Missouri. Now, apparently, there's this jar that's been left on the side of a highway ramp, and it's become this cult obsession. So this woman, Barb Steen, noticed them sitting there back in 2012, And for some reason, it just kind of made her happy looking at them every day. So she sets up this Facebook group called Team Pickle, you know, to make the pickles famous. As she tells Atlas Obscura, quote, every day for six years, I brushed my teeth, I got in my car, and I looked for pickles. Seasons (laughs) changed, the sun beat down, the snow piled up, construction and protest actions shut down the highway, and the pickles remained. Like there was some aura around it, just protecting it. I like the idea of these, like, holy pickles. So this kind of became a phenomenon, I guess? Yeah, the Facebook group started with, like, 25 people or so, and then people started writing jokes and these elaborate poems in honor of the pickles, and 
People started making pilgrimages there just to see the pickle jar and the following (laughs) grew and grew. And sometimes it would get stolen or knocked off the ledge and then another jar of pickles would appear. Sometimes it was the super full jar of pickles or fresh new pickles. And sometimes it's homemade pickles placed in Tupperware. And of course, there are theories about why the pickles were there in the first place. Some people think it was just this construction worker who was drinking pickle juice to avoid cramps and then left it there accidentally. But Steen is a romantic, and she's got a different story, and it actually cracks me up to hear what she thinks about this. So she believes, quote, maybe it's somebody with a forbidden love, and they put the pickles up there at the exit to say, hey, I'm thinking of you. (laughs) That's amazing. And also very, very romantic. So so I, I was looking up Vlasic pickles, and do you know why Vlasic has a stork for a mascot? No, I don't. It's actually uh, playing off the idea that pregnant women crave pickles, which makes sense when you think about it. I I found these old commercials of that stork doing a Groucho Marx voice and sticking a pickle out of its mouth like a cigar. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I I just assumed they picked a memorable mascot because it's funny looking and cute and whatever. But apparently there was actually a news hook behind picking a stork. In the 1970s, the U.S. had this drop in birth rates, and the joke was that since storks were out of work from delivering babies, they just picked up, like, these part-time jobs delivering pickles to pregnant women. And, (laughs) in fact, the company's slogan at the time was the pickle pregnant women crave. And all this advertising actually worked. They used to be tied with Heinz for 10% of the pickle market, and the ads helped them pull ahead and double their share. But that isn't even the weirdest bit of marketing I saw from Vlasic. I also found this book of pickle jokes they put out. It's called 101 Pickle Jokes Guaranteed to Pickle Your Funny Bone. Oh, gosh. Just from that line, I'm sure they're just great. So are the the jokes any good? There's no way they're any good, right? (laughs) Well, I'm going to run them by you. So here's one from the cover. Who's the toughest pickle in Dodge City? Marshall Dill. (laughs) What? (laughs) And what's green and soars through the air? Jonathan Livingston Pickle. These are the jokes that they picked for the cover. Like, these are the jokes that are supposed to lure you into the book. Yeah, these are the best ones they have. But actually, that kind of makes me want to read the best. You know how much I love horrible, horrible jokes. There was that book of monster jokes that we read. It just could not stop laughing because they were so horrible. We might have to do a whole episode on terrible jokes from joke books. All right, well, here's a fact about pickles that I thought was interesting. So, you know Charles Atlas, right? Yeah, he's that uh, bodybuilder from forever ago with all those ads in, like, Boy Scout magazines and stuff about getting strong and not letting people kick sand in your face. Yeah, that's right. You should not let people kick sand in your face. That's a good, good rule. So I I came across his recommended diet on Jason Kotke's site, and it's surprisingly ahead of its time in some ways. So, So here are some of the rules. It says no refined sugar, no bleach flour, no white rice, no fatty meats, no soft drinks, no coffee or tea, no staying up past midnight ever. But it also recommends no mustard, no vinegar, and definitely no pickles. That's funny. I I feel like I finally know why I don't have that Charles Atlas physique. It's just all these pickles I eat. All those pickles. You just keep (laughs) eating pickles. Otherwise, you'd be totally ripped. Well, actually, Kotke makes a joke about this list, and he writes, reading that chapter was like having Charles Atlas ask me to list all my favorite things in the world, then grab the list from my hands, crumple it up, and toss it in my face. (laughs) Although the strangest part he mentions is that Charles Atlas does make an exception for candy in the chapter. So what he says is, if you must eat candy, be sure it is of the very highest quality. I don't really know what that means, but that's what he's looking for. That's crazy that is a cheat for candy. But uh, just out of curiosity, are, are you a fan of pickles? I'm really not. I mean, I will say I like pickle flavor. I love things like pickle chips, but there's something 
about the texture that just throws me off. So I can't do pickles. And, and I love having somebody with me when I'm eating a sandwich with pickles on them because I don't want them to go to waste. So I can <laughs> always find a pickle lover to eat them. That's so funny because I, I I don't think I ever noticed that. Like I, I love pickles and I've eaten with you dozens of times and never seen you take a pickle off your plate. But uh, I know people who hate like cilantro or onions, but you know, I, I don't really think of people hating pickles. And then I read this column from Brian Hickey in the Philly Voice and he is outraged that pickles just come on your plate without you asking for them. So, so here's a quote from his column. Some of you like pickles. I get that. But you are not decent people, at least not if you think it's okay for a restaurant to force pickles upon those of us whose stomachs turn at the mere sight or worsely smell of those squishy, acidic intruders. Like his, wow. his piece is really funny. And he goes line by line kind of grumping about great facts about pickles and, and then why he doesn't care. Like he's uh, he says... Cleopatra ate pickles for beauty. I don't care. I never met her. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's uh, it's really funny to me. And, and even though I, I guess pickles were initially offered as a palate cleanser, the same way um, people use like ginger for sushi so that you can right. get a fresh bite of pastrami sandwich and the flavors feel all new to your palate like after biting into a pickle. I actually read his column and came away with a bit of empathy for people who just don't love pickles slapped onto their plate as, as a default. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I appreciate him speaking up on our behalf. But <laughs> I, I was reading an article in the Toronto Star about a pickle factory up there. And and, and it was going through some hard times. And, and one of the things the story talked about was that there's a Washington-based pickle think tank called Pickle Packers International. <laughs> and they, they keep stats. It's so hard to say that the Pickle Packers It sounds like a joke. It's amazing. It, but it's it's real. And they keep stats on various pickle shipping metrics and various numbers. And one of the things they calculated is that North American consumers believe that the perfect pickle has seven warts per square inch. Seven warts per square inch. <laughs> I mean... I don't know how much I really want, like, warty pickles. I, no, I, feel like... I don't want pickles at all. And now that they have warts, I want them even less. <laughs> well, I, I feel like most of them just come that way. So, like, I eat them. But if I had a choice, I'd definitely go wartless. Well, it isn't just you. And, you know, Europeans actually prefer wartless pickles as well. So those are the kind that tend to get sold there. And, you know, one other interesting thing about European pickles, and, and this comes from an article I read in The Atlantic, but apparently after the Berlin Wall came down, all these East German brands were quickly put to rest. They used to make this inferior Nutella called Nudosi, and there was a car you might remember called the Trabant. And, and, you know, the joke about the Trabant was that its best feature was the rear window defroster because it kept your hands toasty whenever you had to push it around town. <laughs> but the one thing the East Germans undeniably did better than everyone else was pickles, specifically this one pickle called the Spreewald. And after reunification, West German pickle makers started throwing the term Spreewald on their pickles. And, you know, of course, this is kind of like champagne, where it's this protected class of pickles. And supposedly 50% of Germany's domestic pickle market is Spreewald. Oh, man, I, I like that there's a superior pickle out there. And and now I've actually got two pickles on my bucket list, Kulikles and Spreewalls. <laughs> you got a lot of eating to do. <laughs> actually, uh, speaking of German pickle traditions, there, there's one I want you to clarify for me, but why don't we do that after the break? This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. 
Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Welcome back to Part-Time Genius. So, Will, did I ever tell you about my friend Bart, who was kicked out of our friend's house for asking for a pickle? I feel like I would remember this story. No, I don't think you did. <laughs> so, this is so stupid, and it might only be funny to me, but in uh, sixth or seventh grade, there was uh, this story that got widely circulated that Bart, and I've, of course, changed his name here, was at a sleepover, <laughs> and he asked for a pickle, and our other friend's mom was so offended that he was told he could never come back to the house. And it was <laughs> such a weird story, but it just became part of, like, our middle school lore. Like, everyone talked about this. Everyone knew the story. And, and then, like, a few years ago, I asked our other friend who'd actually hosted the sleepover if it was true that Bart got banned from the house just for asking for a pickle. And he started laughing, and he said no, because, of course, Bart could ask for a pickle. Like, that was his prerogative, but... uh then he left pickle juice and pickle parts strewn all over the counter and made such an incredible mess of the pickles that that's why he got banned. Oh, but uh, wow. <laughs> I just love that there was all this mystery and middle school gossip over someone's mom getting angry at like a pickle incident. And also like what sort of like rock star antics must have gone with these pickles? Like, it was just like so devastating a scene that he got banned and thrown out. But I love that you felt like you had to change his name because this was such a scandal <laughs> that you couldn't possibly call him by his real name so we just have to know him as Bart Bart like once a year I'll look in the fridge and uh, see a jar of pickles and think about Bart <laughs> I know that you looked up German pickles and I don't want to force your hand on your last fact but I do want to know did you find out anything about Christmas pickles and did they actually come from Germany so you know about Christmas pickles? Does your family hide them? I mean, it's just one of those like funny Christmas traditions you hear about. My, my family's always done like a tree and, and carols and ornaments, even though we're Hindu and presents and all that. But like we've actually never done a Christmas pickle. Right, well, for those of you who don't know about Christmas pickles or the, and I'm going to butcher this pronunciation of it, but the Weynaxgurka, the idea is that you hide a pickle ornament as the very last ornament you hang on the tree. 
and the kid who finds this ornament gets good luck the next year. It's a little like hiding the afikomen at the Passover Seder, but it's actually not a German tradition. It, it actually started at Woolworths, where they import German ornaments, and these whimsical shapes started showing up in the mix, like pickles, and people just assumed they were traditional in Germany. Actually, there's one other good story associated with Christmas pickles that I thought I'd share. There's this legend that this Bavarian soldier named John Lower fell ill while fighting during the Civil War. And when he was on his deathbed at Andersonville, he asked for a pickle. And somehow that pickle cured him. And so sure. from then on, he hung a pickle from his Christmas tree every year, and that launched a tradition. <laughs> well, I, I'm not sure I believe that story, but I do love it. Uh, actually, there, there's this old fact I remember from Mental Floss that there's this place in Michigan called uh, Berrien Springs. And it refers to itself as the Christmas pickle capital of the world. And they have this parade every year that's led by a grand dillmeister who just <laughs> lobs these wet, fresh pickles into the crowd of, like, parade watchers. <laughs> I don't wow. know if it still happens, but it's one of those facts that, you know, I, I found and, and I just can never forget. But that's actually not my last fact. All right. So what do you have for us? So there's this old story that there's a law in Connecticut that pickles have to balance a certain height to be considered pickles. So I actually asked our researcher, Eves, to look into it. And she said, while there's no law on the books, there are statutes and regulations and articles that address pickles that plop instead of ones that bounce. And apparently there's an article from 1948 where these pickle packers, their, their names were uh, Sidney Sparer and Moses Dexler. They were actually caught for selling bad pickles. And technically, these pickles were called unfit for human consumption. So they were really bad pickles. <laughs> but uh, then the Food and Drug Commissioner for the state stepped in, and he stated a good way to check for pickles, in addition to any other lab tests, was to drop a pickle from a height of one foot and see whether they bounce. I've heard of the bounce test, I guess, as they call it. Is, is the bounce test actually real? It is. And uh, Sparrow and Dexler's pickles did not bounce. Uh, apparently, they just plopped, and they were arrested and had to pay a $500 fine, and all of their wow. bad pickles were destroyed. But, you know, when I think about this, if they just stuck them in a vat of Kool-Aid, they probably would have gotten away with it. <laughs> All right. Well, you and I had a bunch of great pickle facts today, but I think the fact that my deathbed pickle story was so good, Mango, uh -huh. and your classic pickle jokes were so bad, <laughs> I, I feel like I probably should take home the trophy today. Yeah, I'm okay with that. And a big thanks to Ease for helping out with today's facts and research. Definitely a big thanks to Eves, and thank you guys for listening. We'll be back with a full-length episode tomorrow. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. 
Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.